Welcome to the Beth and Kelly Show, a weekly Facebook Live conversation between Beth Fortune and Kelly Klingen. That's me. And we've made it into a podcast. Beth Fortune currently serves as Education Director at Wintergrass, the National American String Teachers Association Board, and Chair of the National Council for Orchestral Education. I currently serve as Education Director at Jazz Ed the Washington president at Jazz Education Network and Jazz Curriculum Officer for Washington Music Educators Association. We have a platform and we really want to leverage it for positive change. Please hit us up. Let's have a conversation and uh, let's move our practice as music educators forward. This is episode 21. 21. Yes. Our show can drink legally. Yeah, our show can drink, and it definitely voted, for sure. Definitely voted. That's right. Thank you, Arizona. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we are here on week 21 with a music teaching couple who I think have one of the best teacher names I've ever heard, Houlihan. <laughs> Yes. I'm very jealous. That's a great teacher name. And uh, we're going to be talking about the standards. But first, Beth is going to make some introductions. We're going to meet our new friends. And we're going to laugh a lot and probably not talk about the standards as much as we think we will. Right. Right. That's pretty much it, Kelly. <laughs> Definitely nailed it. Right? <laughs> core competencies yes wrap a whole scenario up into one concise sentence yes um okay so i was introduced to Teresa Houlihan um when i thoughts getting something out of the fridge right now i'm sorry to interrupt this yes discussion, but i just saw the fridge door open Hi everybody! Hey hey! How y'all doing? Really well. How are you? How are you? Its own Facebook page. What? Corona hair at <laughs> COVID. It's COVID hair. Okay. COVID hair don't care. Happy Friday! Happy hot. <laughs> happy Friday. Uh, all right. Now we can get to the intros. Yes. Okay. So. Um, before we were so rudely interrupted. No, I didn't open the fridge. <laughs> um, so I met Teresa when I had been um, invited by um, NAFME to um, hop on a plane and head to Washington, D.C. to do a writing project for the Library of Congress. And so I was just like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, holy crap. And this was like one year into the Trump presidency, you know, and you're sitting here thinking to yourself, I don't want to do anything that serves that. <laughs> but when the Library of Congress calls, you go. Yeah. You go. And so I was like, yes. And so we met together at the NAFME head offices. I, I mean, have you guys ever like wondered what that place is like? I bet it's not as corporate or epic looking as I imagine. Yeah. Just like Cupertino, no? 
Same as the Apple campus? It's like, it should be. It should it's be. an office, yeah. man. It's an yeah. office in an office park. Right. Over by Dulles. Yeah. And um, so anyway, we, Teresa and I um, camped out there, like th there was a hotel close to NAFME headquarters. And we camped out there for three days and got to work writing um, the curriculum that we wrote at that point, mm -hmm. which was, um, it was for bands, orchestras, and choirs, or I guess just bands and orchestras at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, we got that all turned in, got it all published, and you know we worked our tails off to get these things done. And um, indeed, yep. And then COVID hits, and you know everything is up in the air. What's going on? What are we going to do? Are we going to teach at home or at school, or what are we going to do? So that was like the perfect time to be invited one more time to write yet another curriculum. Yeah. Um, so we um, we were on a much smaller team this time, um, just just band, orchestra, and choir, three people. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was supposed to be focused on um, chamber music, utilizing the Library of Congress resources. Yeah. And um, Teresa and I started talking about it this summer, and we were just like. <laughs> Me too. And so we yeah. decided that we needed to write this thing together. And yeah. so like literally two weeks ago, up until two weeks ago, I guess we, we we've been meeting a lot, right? I was I was having Beth withdrawals over the last yeah, couple I know. Weeks. spending yeah. hours. That happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. On Zoom. Yeah. Sharing a Google Doc writing this um, curriculum, which is currently being um, piloted yeah. nationwide by a yeah. bunch of teachers that are being paid to teach this, by the yeah. way. Oh, I didn't know so that. That's good. That's cool. That's, yeah. cool. that's good. Yeah. Um, but we, again, like really worked our tails off on this and so yeah. are very happy that it's, you know, underway and hope that it works out for the teachers yeah. that are teaching it. Yeah. Um, but all of it was, you know, coinciding along with the stamp. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And so Teresa is um, a person who works in capacity as kind of an arts liaison for various school districts. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yep. I work at um, like our county superintendent of schools so instead of the state superintendent of schools i yeah. work for the county superintendent of schools and work with um, a couple different districts you know supporting the arts teachers in those districts yep yeah absolutely Beth, you yep and you also teach some college courses teach at gcc along with chuck he teaches yeah. a guitar and i teach flute right yeah. so and yeah. chuck is kind of the guitar guru and uh -oh. the, uh, uh, here we go. Many mm -hmm. guitars. Yes, a man of many guitars. Chuck, right. tell us a little bit about your um, your your teaching thing. What do you do? Well, let me let me 
<laughs> Let me back up a moment and say. I was going to say, that and way. that's a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're at six o'clock, folks. It was <laughs> nice to have you come. Let me back up a moment and say how excited <laughs> I am that you gave me an in to tell the story of traveling to the Library of Congress. Oh, I didn't think you were going to go there, but you did. It was like, it was like right away. It was like yeah, we had no. a two-hour podcast. A great story here that has literally nothing to do with music education. Uh, uh, say that again, that Kelly. Knows this. Um, uh, I just want to point out to our listeners that you are a married couple. Yes. yes. So... Um, it's going to be a different kind of clowning, I think, that yeah. happen. As soon as Chuck like joined our Zoom call and we were noting that they're in different rooms. Yes. Couldn't uh, change my name to pronouns fast enough and I forgot right. we're still there as Houlihan, so I guess the gig's out. Really strong urge to like crack jokes. Absolutely. Chuck and I, I don't, still can't explain it. But you're yeah. a good sport, and I like that about you, which makes me want to do it even more. <laughs> Bring um, it on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And, and, and Beth, if I recall, I think we had dinner at the Schwanky restaurant in Grapevine on the second floor. Grapevine. My straight. Yeah. Right? At an NAFME conference. Yep. Yes. And, and as you talk about the Library of Congress project this summer, you, you need to know that I think I've spent the last eight weeks walking around the house singing the, the Peter Chris from Kiss classic, Beth. Beth, I hear you calling. I said, what do you got going on, boss? Oh, Beth and I are getting on Zoom to work on standards. Beth, I hear you calling. She's been singing there around the house for there weeks now. So. Yeah, me, I teach guitar. I, I, that, is, that is I, that is what I do. So yeah, no, I, you uh, absolutely. Shirts? Say it again. You wear Aloha shirts. Oh, this is the closest I have to an Aloha shirt, yes. Well, you're wearing it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm having glasses envy. All three of you are wearing a really similar pair of glasses. Yeah, you <laughs> are. Glasses I would get if I needed glasses. And oh, I'm this implies you can actually see then. Right, I'm kind of screwing up the picture right now. It'd be way cuter if I had to. <laughs> I just really screwed up, guys. I apologize. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but so. the uh, the boss and I here did did meet many moons ago in graduate school, and and it was uh it was music that that brought us together and oh, played as a duo for many years, and then we just happened to you know follow really um parallel career paths and uh have been fortunate to to be uh, uh office uh, office mates now for the last six months or so and we're surviving we're even thriving i'd say as as yeah. office mates and as yeah. everyone knows beth's partner is also a music teacher yes what everyone may not know is that my ex-husband my baby daddy um <laughs> and i sat next to each other in high school in the jazz band oh nice um, we still are the trombone section and have been for 20 years of a mexican band that's awesome um, so i also know how like this music thing makes music it. power couples because dinner conversation is just fabulous at the end of a teaching day every day, and particularly now, during oh a global God. pandemic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, let me tell you this much. 
and maybe this will kick off the convo a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Beth is my bestie and my teaching soulmate, and I'm pretty up to date. You know, we don't see each other a whole lot, except for during the fall, because we watch the Hawks together. Yeah. But, right. um, you know, during the rest of the year, we don't really see each other that much. Well, now we do, because we have this Beth and Kelly show. We have this. Like yeah. amaze balls. Nice. Anyway, um, but I know her really well. And I had really not a lot of knowledge about this project y'all are talking about. I mean, yeah. I kind of knew about it, but you know, I knew it was happening. Yeah. And I'm also on the MENC board. And nice. I still didn't really even know about this project. So as someone who really should know about this project, I don't. So I think <laughs> about the rest of the NAFME membership and I wonder if anyone knows what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I don't think so. So maybe we could talk a little bit about actually what is this project and uh, because it is obviously utilizing the standards, which yeah. I know Beth is involved with writing. And let's just really help people understand the really cool stuff that NAFME is actually doing. And that if maybe music teachers like maybe got out of their routine or their... Um, uh, Get out of that safe space. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like mix it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Would actually have a lot of support. Yeah. Well, you know, it. I'm gonna jump in on that though, Kelly, because uh, the other day I was, you know, scrolling through the various Facebook music educator groups that I'm in. Yeah. Um, one of the band director groups that um, there was a comment uh -huh. about. Um, this is our Washington State band director group. There was a comment I'm about a member of it. I'm still pending. Oh, right. That's right. You haven't been accepted. You haven't been accepted. There you go. There you Time go. Use everything, Kelly. <laughs> um, so there was this comment about. Um, so I don't know what they're doing in your state, Arizona. Yeah. But. In our state, the uh, NAFME, Washington NAFME chapter decided that they were going to go ahead and continue to have auditions for all state and all Northwest, although there isn't going to actually be an event or any type of thing that occurs along with that. So students are able to still audition yep but for what and so one of the one i'm the, actually tasked with helping to figure out what the what is yeah yeah i don't really have yeah. a lot of great ideas chuck would you like to pipe in on this one <laughs> yeah because he's might the I, might i suggest you do it all in a virtual environment well obviously <laughs> he's He's going to be conducting the, the oh. all-national guitar virtual uh, ensemble. Yeah, That's there's why a, I said there, there, there's a chime there's in. A, there's a whole lot of virtual going on this year. In fact, and yeah. I just um I just listened to yesterday uh, my good friends from Virginia, uh, the um, 
their their virtual uh, guitar ensemble project for um, um for the, uh, uh, the uh, VMEA Virginia Music Educators Association the uh, the All Virginia Ensemble. Uh, yeah. There are eleven guitar groups. Oh, I can't remember if it's eleven or twelve. Eleven states that have. Um, all state for guitar and um, all are doing some kind of virtual project and, yep. and absolutely as the boss mentions the uh, the all national um, NAFME all national ensembles are are meeting January 7th through 9th in fact now that you say that I just got the list an hour ago or so of uh, you know the the number of students um, the yeah. uh, the final commitments um, for the three days and yeah absolutely there's 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 rehearsals going on virtual rehearsals is definitely going to be a different thing a different kind of preparation um, a different kind of engagement, you know, when we're when we're there together, and then other activities. So yeah, um, right. I'm bringing in two um, two guitar clinicians to do um, uh, to do workshops during. Uh, I think I want to say Dr. Tim is going to be there talking to the kids as well. Uh, I want to say there's a college fair. There's like yeah. a series of, of of online events that, you know, maybe among the laundry list of challenges was like finding that sweet time zone. Uh, considering right. oh, man, we've is... got students across a wide swath of time zones, you know, all the way over to Hawaii, not just, you know, West Coast, East Coast. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, the activities list looks really, really rich. The uh, uh, the price was right and the virtual aspects gonna gonna be awesome. It's, um, you know, I think the biggest the biggest fence with a lot of these things um, really is mindset. I mean, I think it's easy for everyone to talk about technology and, right. and the access to technology and certainly we can go there and certainly that's real, but um, just the desire to want to continue to stay engaged and 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 think about collaboration in in different ways. I can I can go down any of a bunch of avenues here with you, but yeah, definitely virtual ensembles. They're they're happening. Like the templates been been put out there quickly, and uh, yeah. I think we're going to watch some really cool stuff happen. Over but I this want year. you to talk about the piece that is so quintessentially a guitar ensemble piece. So this is this is the amazing part. I think I told you about this, Beth. So. What, what's the Shout piece? out to Darren Ao in Woo! Hawaii, who uh, yeah. is a, uh, a popular, um, uh, super cool uh, <laughs> guitarist, guitar teacher, guitar composer. Um, he's well known in our circles. He's got a, a, a really cool guitar quartet that he wrote years ago called Chasing Dragons. That's like a, a real popular one with everyone. Uh, so it was super exciting to announce that he was going to write a new work to be premiered uh, at ANA at the All National Honor Ensemble this year. Uh, so that's the one that we're doing virtual. And yeah, in uh, in typical um, guitar fashion, I guess, if we're going to live up to, Absolutely, our, to yeah. our rep, it's uh, yeah. it's got a little Viking metal inspiration. Nice. It's called Jevlivoken. Okay. And it is about a Swedish tradition of the Yule goat uh, in, the, in the town of Jevlivoken uh, that uh, uh, gets burned down every year, uh, is a victim of arson uh, going on like a couple of decades now. Uh, and they've really locked it down over the last couple of years. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing all of this, but uh, uh, they've had to go to, a, it's a, a wooden and straw gigantor goat. Huge goat, uh, huge goat. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. A, it's, it's a, there's a Thor thing attached like to that. Mesmerized. I'm yeah. seldom quiet for this long. It's true. But so I this, was so just like watching you like some sort of cartoon of, what a guitar, what a guitar teacher's setup is, and it's that, it's that shirt, and, all and a giant burning goat behind you, yeah. and the microphone on the boom stand, and the head headphones, and look at, and then it's autographed the Rob Halford book right there too. That's not staged. <laughs> We're sitting in practical spaces, and I, you didn't notice my flute figurine though, Kelly. I'm just a little <laughs> disappointed. And the candle, I, 
I got a candle up there. I got pumpkin spice. All right. Right next to Enough, enough with that then. The metal so, god um, needs to smell Chuck, seasonal. I do have a question. Um, and you just made me think of it. Um, because you just said. A I just word. thought of the answer. And you sound exactly like the guinea pig in my favorite holiday meme. And maybe this is why. Where are you going? Which meme are we talking about here? Even though I can't explain why um, you are someone who I like to listen to, even though you shouldn't be, but you are. <laughs> Um, and maybe it's because you sound like the guinea pig in the pumpkin spice video. The oh. Pumpkin spice. You just said pumpkin spice. Nice. I'm gonna have to pull up. I'm gonna have to pull up the video now and just kind of narrate along with it so I get the lines. <laughs> you are the pumpkin spice guinea pig. Cheers wow. to the guinea pig. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty all right, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so back, back, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, I oh, mean, yeah, that, that, so, that's right. We're demystifying the standards. Right. We're going to talk so about the project, and Kelly and I are going to interpret it. Back to, like, the world of um, getting out of your norm, right? The yep. norm is auditioning your kids for Allstate and, you know, getting ready for the next concert and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, there are some... some instances where there will be some type of event for an all-state or a, an all-national ensemble thing yeah. but in a lot of cases nothing's happening and we are not having concerts we are not yeah. having you know and the whole thing about like virtual ensembles is that a it costs a lot of money to put together and a lot of expertise so yes teachers need to like learn a whole bunch if they're gonna do that for themselves otherwise they're gonna need to shell out some cash right in order yes. to like pay i mean seriously and you know um and that's some, all the easy part right right some schools are um equipped with booster organizations that can do that um, and you know, other schools aren't, and some kids are equipped with skills enough to get into yeah, a yeah. type of thing like an all state, but the general population of students is not right. Sure, and so, yeah. um, I find that this moment in time is like the perfect time to actually start addressing the standards because Honestly, sure. when you when you really like boil down the standards, we you... can actually do it now. We can, we actually have time. You it's have the time. Less, you it's have not the last time. ten minutes of class. You You're know? not supposed to be used that way, right. but we all know that that's how we all use them. Right. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for yeah. calling that out because it's so true. Come on, because, like we that don't have time we don't have time we got to get ready for the next concert you know yeah yep. we're getting ready for a competition yep. um all this stuff and yep. we don't have time yep. so, right. so you do the standards when you have a sub right or when you've got like a rando five minutes left you know yeah. right right that's it or when, or when nafmi calls and says hey i'm gonna pay you to pilot this unit right 
And so you have to do it. Paying attention, but my dog is eating my um, mattress right now. <laughs> I am just gonna, you know, deal with that. And sounds, yeah, sounds worthy of some attention for sure. <laughs> so Absolutely. Yep. It just so happens that Teresa just literally logged off from a utilizing the standards um, <laughs> workshop that you just led for the people yep. in one yep. of the districts that you serve. Yep. So yep. what was, you know, what was your main message well, for those participants? You know, just in general, what I would say and piggybacking off of what you're talking about, Beth, is it is this opportunity to, to really focus in on um, process versus yeah. product, right? And I think that I think that if we we approach it in that way as an opportunity and like and like there we go nice <laughs> but if we approach it as a way to be creative just like Kelly's being creative right now yeah. if we approach it in a way though that um, we can embrace the process and we really can leverage the responding and uh, the creating and the connecting standards which we can right now and recognize that there's only a few standards that are aligned to that piece that we spend the bulk of our time in, I think there are, there are great opportunities. The other piece that I would say though, is that alongside this, um, um, that shift kind of in thinking is also a shift in community and culture and in, in, your, in your school. Meaning yeah. that, that we've got to also have administration come along and understand that that's what we're doing right now. And so it can't be the, okay, for two weeks from now, we're going to want to have the virtual, everybody in the Brady Bunch squares doing the Jimmy Kimmel thing, and we need that yesterday. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to do that. Um, thinking about all those pieces, some of the, some of the um, offerings that NAFME has. So when we think about, you know, turning the lens or thinking outside of the box and going on that website, the MCAs, the model cornerstone assessments have been there forever, right? And, and then, awesome. yeah, absolutely. And then all of these responding units, what is this year five of this project? Yeah, five yeah so year five and there's, there's, you know, five years worth of these units that you can get on there and just take a look and they all align to the responding standards and you can grab from any area that you want to. Right. This works for me. This doesn't work for me. The other thing that, that I would celebrate, and I think that this is always the messaging I've heard from NAFME is you can take a unit or you can take a model cornerstone assessment and you can teach it with fidelity the way that it was written, or you can take a rubric. I love that. It was created and here we go. Or I've got a, a worksheet, you know? Oh, I want students to give feedback to each other. Don't have to create a worksheet. It's right there and boom, it's ready to go. Right. And right now, the other thing that I would say about um, the unit that we just finished, that Beth and I just finished, is that it's, um, it was written so that it would be applicable to virtual. So if you're gonna be able, if you're teaching virtually, or if you're brick and mortar, or if you're a hybrid or whatever that looks like, you can use it in any modality, so to speak. And all of the forms and those kinds of things are fillable PDFs and those are, you know, there's a ton of resources there. So now we have time maybe in our teaching space, but I think one of the other challenges is that maybe we don't have time in our preparation space. So using those um, resources that are already there are so helpful, I think. Yeah, for like sure. 
500 things that I want to say right now. They all feel really pressing, but I'm going to choose. And I think what strikes me the most is how um, obvious it is right now when teachers have, everyone is exhausted. Yep. Fried. Yep. Mm-hmm. At our wits end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why would every teacher not wake up after the Thanksgiving four day weekend? Yep. And know that their lesson plans are on the website. Yeah. The NAFME website. Complete with assessments. It's with assessments. Ready to go. Ready to go. You don't have to prep. You'll be good. If you use the multi day. Yes. Rest, you'll be set for the rest of the year basically uh yeah they could be yes you know? i honestly i taught my my unit that i wrote the first unit that i wrote i taught that for the spring why would we not give ourselves a break yes and yeah. use these resources yeah and and they're not the only resources that exist there are jazz yep. resources like that at my There's guitar right yep. Seattle. Our buddy Kenny wrote one of them for a guitar. Yes. You know, yeah. and uh, so that's happening. They're there. Give yeah. yourself a break. Yeah. And just from a mental health of teacher standpoint, it's a slam dunk. But then it's yeah. an opportunity yeah. to actually try and do what we were actually going to college to do, which was to teach music. Yeah. Not to teach, uh, you know, a high school band concert, which is what we write. And maybe, yeah, try it out. Yeah. Why? What do you have to lose? Try it out, and maybe you'll discover that Beth and I were right, or maybe you'll (sighs) discover that you think we're full of crap. And then I would love you to talk talk to us about it because we can build other resources or you know, yes. discuss the models or what, like, we'll talk about that and um, yeah. and come up with solutions, but I just cannot figure out why, yeah. other than not knowing that they're there, like me, but if you now know that they're there, yeah. why wouldn't we use them? And I keep coming back to, because our field, our parents, uh, our administrators, mm-hmm. the public demand this comment structure, this awards thing, yep. field show, like this yeah. show mentality. Yeah. And we feel that it is expected of us because it is. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're terrified to do it. But what if actually every music teacher right now, because we have to, there you go. COVID, yeah. we actually did it. And then we could, all of us, yeah. come back to school in the fall, hopefully in person, yeah. and be doing it right as a community nationwide. Yeah. Right. Like, I want to have a march in the streets in front of NAFME with music teachers saying, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to do it in a culturally responsive way, yeah. which the standards guarantee I will. Yeah. And, yeah. and if everyone just does it right now, like boom, and then it must be the belief that 
everyone is right and that teaching for a concert is why we're in the business and i want to talk about that there's a lot to unpack there you are not wrong well it it goes back to what teresa opened up with kelly teresa opened up with process over product yeah and so totally like so teresa you must run into needing to like run interference or do a little uh customer service (laughs) yes when there are administrators that are pissed off if their teacher their band teacher or their orchestra teacher wants to do that thus and so and not do the concert or not I'm not yeah. saying we don't do a concert, Obviously. but I'm saying sure. Sure. And they've yeah. watched the Jimmy Kimmel show the night before and saw the virtual <laughs> orchestra, and it's it's really easy to do. Right, right, right. I want to do concerts again. I want to do concerts too. Well, like, was... how do you how do you shift a district or a building or parents or uh, students, students? Honestly, I think oh, right man. now we have the. I think right now it's it's this great opportunity. Like right now is a great opportunity for this conversation because I think everybody who's part of, uh, in, in any way, a stakeholder in schooling right now is well aware that there's things that are going to be different. Don't make a joke about that. He can make a joke about stakeholders. He'll tell you about that. I have many triggers. <laughs> but in any case, it, this is an opportune time for people to shift their thinking, to be right. able to say everything is on its ear right now and we get it. We get that you can't do the, the, the concert. Kids are gonna be in their Brady, you know, their Brady Bunch boxes, but then you're, you don't have the money to create this at a high level. We, can, we get those things and we don't have the funding for that. So right now is a perfect time to have the, okay, so it is gonna be about process. Okay, we are gonna keep kids involved right. in making music and making art, and we're gonna celebrate those things. So right now is the perfect entry point for those kinds of conversations. Totally. And just like Kelly, I'm excited to see what of those things sticks. Mm-hmm. So once we do embrace the teaching of you know, a unit of study that incorporates all of these things that we've always wanted to do, right? Can I embed responding? Can I embed an opportunity for my students to compose? You know, like we're just going to vamp in this section. We're going to vamp everybody's eight measure composition. And that's our thing, you know, whatever that is. We can incorporate all of this into our unit of study, which is our backwards design of our piece, right? We're, we're studying all of this and we're bringing it all in and we're connecting and we're bringing the kids into the fold and we're doing this beautiful thing. Could this spur into having a long-term effect on what happens when we can go back into the brick and mortar and everybody can sit next to each other and play an instrument again. I hope so. I think that it's a really, um, it's a really great opportunity and great time for, for us to be able to do that. So I, w- I guess in a long way, what I'm saying is that the conversation right now is actually easier because um, most administrators are, are aware and open to like, what can we do to keep students making right. music um, and provide, you know, social emotional learning and, and provide an opportunity for them to create art. So, yeah. It's but, like the entire reason we started this show was like, yeah. this is the time. This is the time to make those changes. So, it is. It so is. let's, let's yeah. go, let's go there. I want to get everybody's feedback about 
you know, okay, so we are able to go back to brick and mortar or put kids on buses or put people on planes. And, yeah. and you know, we can have live performances. We can yep. get together in large groups, this kind of thing. Yep. So do we still then hold all of these, you know, most common types of things like, and, and I keep coming back to these honor groups, these all states, these mm -hmm. regional honor groups and mm -hmm. our, like our national level honor mm -hmm. events. Um, mm -hmm. Do we still continue pushing these types of envelopes? I wanna, I wanna hear about we're you know. gonna have the all-state conversation now. Well, yeah. Kelly, Kelly's got to refresh her drink and put her little poof back yeah. over Ed for this. Well, you know the thing is, we we actually have a conductor for one of the all-national groups sitting here with us, and like you know, how do we reconcile the fact that in order to get kids to events like this, it's a performance-only mode? performance and rehearsal only mode. So Before Chuck responds, because I think Chuck is going to respond, I see his response face, but, but here's what I would say. I, I always am of the ilk that I would like to see more versus less meaning i think those things can continue to be opportunities but can we build additional opportunities uh -huh. can we have additional opportunities where where students are connecting with music in different ways that are also highlighted yeah yeah that's what yeah. i think but chuck what do you think yeah uh, yes that i mean it's it sounds simple enough but yeah it, it just has to be more more types of opportunities the um the uh the existing opportunities are fabulous, and I think the 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 threat is always the one thing is going to replace the other, or you know it has to be this or that, and not this and that. Um, yeah. But you know, I I I I, I got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, I think um definitely there are states that have been expanding the type of offerings at their um uh, yeah. at their, their their yearly conferences, the type of ensembles or the type of showcases or the um uh, the type of creator that they are um. Uh, that they are, you know, they are they are highlighting, um, and the all national level. You know, this is only going to be the third year of guitar. Uh, if, if I've been I've been doing this thing for 25 years, I've been in, like deeply invested in guitar ensembles for 25 years. The the um, the the two uh, colleagues of mine and, and, and good friends who who conducted the first and second year are also lifers. I mean, they've this their entire career has been deeply invested. Uh, Dr. Michael Quantz and uh, Bill Swick, uh, deeply shout out, uh, deeply invested in uh, guitar education and guitar ensembles. And you know, so they this was a culmination of, of their career seeing finally, you know, finally getting that. And then right on the tail, we have we have modern band uh, mm -hmm. and, and another ensemble that there's a, a whole other, you know, huge bucket of, of, of musicians and teachers that have been itching for that one to come. So what is that exactly? Modern it's rock, band. rock and roll. Well, I'm not sure yeah. that, but it is, but I mean, it's exactly that it's, it's, I think it's uh, trying to wordsmith their way around. It's not the other band, uh, but, it's, I, but it's this band. Uh, so yeah, modern band, pop music, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of like our unit. Yeah. 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 Right. 
You'll notice the stutter and starts when we get onto labels because I have a major issue with labels and, you know, kind of silos and and figuring out who belongs where, you know. It all started for me way, way ago with, you know, the musicians and the non-musicians and the musicians and the guitarists or the <laughs> the rockers and the, the jazzers and I'm on like, and on. some baggage there, Chuck. Oh, you kidding me? <laughs> the, uh, the best thing you could say to me is no. Uh, and it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's yeah. pretty much been my life yeah. story. Uh, uh, I've had great opportunities along the way, but most doors were basically closed. Uh, whether it was trying to get into... Um, you know, music school halfway through college and, and being at a university where it was audition only and I didn't have the right musician skills and all that. Uh, luckily, I had a lovely teacher who, in the kindest of ways, was like, yeah, go find yourself a teacher and, you know, come back and see me. We don't have any openings this year in a very nice way, uh, which I wasn't to be deterred. Uh, but, I mean, at every, at every step of the way, whether it was, uh, let me look into music education. Yeah, now you play guitar. You can't be in a large ensemble, so you can't pursue that degree or... Uh, yeah, you know, let me, hey, let me, let me start teaching at this community college. You think this could ever be a full-time guitar job? Nah, there'd never be enough guitar. You know, it was just no, no, no all, all along the way. Hey, you know, like to conduct this national guitar ensemble someday. Oh, there's no such thing, you know. Okay. Well, that's like a nerdy dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm proud of you for that. Well, and along the way to but, soothe his soul, maybe, he would buy a guitar after every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but maybe, maybe the most important thing is that, you know, there are millions of me <laughs> who, you know, also want, they're waiting for this, you know, the all national metal ensemble and the all national yeah. everything, just in every music to be, because right. I mean, I, I was not, I played guitar in high school. I took guitar lessons in high school, but I wasn't any part of any music program in high school because there yeah. was no, there was no room for me. Um, it's part of why, and I guess I should have mentioned this earlier, but it's my second term on the um, NAFME Innovations Council, because I've got a pretty you know deeply vested interest in making sure everyone's represented and uh well got a little <laughs> sick of checking the box other uh yeah. whenever i attended conferences and stuff you know because i didn't like well no i don't teach that that or that so i guess i teach other yeah. or alternative ensembles yeah. and, and i could go i mean oh. we could go down any yeah. of a number of rabbit holes here but oh my yeah God. this um, i'm with you to you know this opportunity right now is the time to get all the other music represented um, yeah. There's a lot of institutions in place to make this really hard. And, you know, we mentioned things like process over product and getting, you know, you can't fully blame the community or administrators or audience or family members for expecting that because they've kind of also been indoctrinated into this idea yeah, that yeah, that's the value of that. music. You know, it's, it's the concert. To ourselves. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, and if I'm investing, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars in band equipment, I'm going to want a concert. If I'm an administrator, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, 100%. I get it. I, I, what I wonder, though, is wouldn't it be beautiful? I mean, we can still celebrate, you know, vanguard performances and, and all of those pieces, but I'm just sitting here thinking, and one of the reasons I think you and I, Beth, gelled so well is that, you know, you're, you're one of, one of the, the fun people to work with that we can like brainstorm and pop off of each other and there's no like, no, that could never happen. It's right. like, yeah, that's cool. We could do that. And so thinking about the standards, if you look How at them, could an additional thing be, you know, these students going through and selecting and talking about why they've selected things and going through creating. And so part of this, this vanguard of whatever a, an additional 
you know, uh, creating or small band or whatever it is that these students put together, it's, it's the process as well as the product, right? So that yeah. doesn't mean that there can't be just a celebration of product, but there could right. be other ways that we're celebrating process along the way. And there I think- value in- Absolutely, in, in absolutely. In getting to the concert. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like- Yep. And we have to highlight that though. We have to take some ownership of that because the other thing that I, that I find when talking to folks is um, when Chuck's talking about silos, I think that as we talk about the silos that we put ourselves into as music teachers, I'm going to push a button right here and you're probably going to get some responses. But I think we also put ourselves into silos to keep ourselves disconnected from other areas in education. It's like this. <laughs> Chucky's going to do that. So what I mean by that is that there's oftentimes like when we pull up, when we pull up some of those Library of Congress resources, you know, the responding units, when we pull them out, um, the look at some of the, you know, our enduring understandings and our essential questions and some of the questions that we're posing to kids and asking for them to think about and consider, you know, they're they're ready to go. They're ready to answer those questions. And sometimes we think, well, I don't think that they could respond to that. It's like they do. Yeah, they do. Visit, visit, a, you know, an eighth grade classroom and listen to the conversations, conceptual understanding and mathematics. They're going to be able to have this conversation. And we need to elevate the thinking of the student, even if we're are playing, maybe we're, you know, just beginning to play our instrument as a sophomore in high school, but our brain is a sophomore in high school. So continuing to push that piece as well is super important. It's so crazy because, um, first of all, myself as a music student, I was totally siloed. I did not equate what I was doing in a music classroom with mm -hmm. the other learning I was doing at school right. and with the music I was listening to outside of mm -hmm. the building. Okay, sure. so there's that. And yeah. then now as an educator, yes, um, yeah, yeah. I think that we fail to um, kind of, well, do we recognize ourselves as actual educators? I mean, like, it's like what we're doing by addressing the standards is the actual act of being an educator. Mm -hmm. And you then realize, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm in the same camp as like, all these people in my building that I've been going to staff meetings with for years and right. never right. equated yeah. myself with them. But now I'm like taking ideas from them and right. putting them into this unit. Like I right. literally, literally took ideas from um, a, a great group of teachers at, at the middle school where I yeah. used to teach for my first unit that I wrote, I literally nice. took those ideas and put them in there. Absolutely. And these are Absolutely. I, these are things that are going on. Yeah. Without well, us. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story so I can remember back to you know um, when observations first changed from being like oh you had some parents come to the concert and here you go mm -hmm. slide your observation under your door in A plus <laughs> plus and you're like okay. But the first time I, I had an observation where um, I think it was my vice principal at the time came in and observed me and her feedback was, you know, you could use a sentence frame for students to be talking to each other. And I was like, 
What? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And then, covertly, I started to use a sentence frame. I was like, whoa, what's that's happening? And the next thing you know, my students took off and their understanding of concepts right. went through the roof. And they went from my middle school band to the high school band and my high school, you know, my feeder school or is calling me and she's like, what's going on this year? I was like, oh, you sentence stems, you know, like, <laughs> wait a minute, that you know, could work. So, so, and, and, you know, product also, of, I think a couple of things first, yeah. um, the way we do music certification mm-hmm. where most of your folks getting their cert, at least in Washington state, they're only with other music students. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're sure, not doing sure. the ed classes sure. with everyone else. And we should be obviously yeah. learning these other skills. Yeah. Um, so that's outrageous. And um, I think also is a product of something my dad and I used to talk a lot about because he's a specialist also. Uh And when I went to teach general music as my first job, he was Uh like, make sure you have lunch in the faculty lounge. Sure. Uh The other teachers, you know, like don't isolate yourself. And I did for a while. And then uh, Beth and I isolated ourselves. Um, But that was- uh, We had each other. Yeah. who was in the lunchroom, you know, cause like yeah. no one really ate in our faculty lounge cause it had yeah. rats. So <laughs> there were only like two people that ate there and we- Wow. That. But that was really a building issue, but yeah. generally like- Yeah. Um, and you know, there it, there are some bad feelings in buildings, especially buildings where the music department is beloved and strong. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's like jealousy from other teachers and yeah. You're not helping yourself yeah. by not going to the BLT meetings and yeah. by yeah. not participating in faculty conversations and by not eating in the lunchroom. You're not helping yourself. You're making it worse. And as much as we say it's because we're too busy, yeah. um, that's not true. It's <laughs> we don't want to go eat up there because it feels weird because we're not one of them. Yeah. 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 Since college, right? I ate in the faculty lounge until one Friday when I said to someone I didn't know, hey, happy Friday. What are you doing this weekend? And they responded, I don't live for the weekend. I enjoy my job. <laughs> okay. We're like, okay, we're going to go back to our bedroom. <laughs> but I'm just being funny. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and in my on my campus, at my school, I mean, we're just... We all hustle in our same area, and other than having to get across campus to get an espresso, we don't get out much of our of our right. area. So I cherish. I've been on I've been on our faculty senate for a few terms now, and I, though it comes with a lot of baggage of you know having to know and be involved with everything, and it's way easier to just kind of live in my little bubble and my little guitar world yeah. and, and keep my my blinders on. Uh, it's important for everything you say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, whatever whatever content we're talking about. I mean, we, if you're talking about just bridging the gap between the different music teachers at your school, amongst all of the faculty at your school, it's just this idea that 
you know, I may not teach mathematics, but I may hear you say something and go, what, what, what? And it might not be something you're doing exactly, but it sparked this thing in my head that I'm like, that's amazing. And let me think of the application in my content. And wow, I could do that. Like that's, I would have never even thought about that. And I'm all about outside of the box, like give it a shot, right? Did it engage some more students? Right. Are they, like, are they, are they engaging with music? Did they learn something from that? Yeah. Right. There you go. There's you know? actual teacher talk right. that yeah. I had to learn on the job because I didn't learn it in music ed. Well, and, uh, and I think it would yeah. be equally important for, um, yeah. for your future social studies teachers to learn the classroom management skills of someone who teaches Absolutely. 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 And I've seen, I mean, I again go back to one of the first observations I had with my principal at the time. And, you know, uh, I remember um, them coming into my classroom and just like, how did you get a hundred fifth graders to just like at a pin drop be quiet? And I looked at her and I was like, why wouldn't they? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I gave them an instrument and told them if they didn't watch me, they couldn't play it. And she right. was like, and that worked? I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, not only that. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So you, there's those things that we can, we can glean from each other. We can right. glean all that responsibility for learning that, you know, when they walk through the door, they're welcomed in this warm community and culture. But we are, we mean business in here. And I respect each and every one of you, but together we learn. Right. That's what we do in this classroom. Right. And yeah. there's a, wow, that's interesting. I've actually not really ever spent time thinking about how valuable it would be um, for, for um, that bit of music education to change. I think that would be massive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we would ha would learn if that were how we did things. We would learn um, what I learned as a student, which was that if I had a project, I was about it. Like project-based yeah. learning. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we think of our concert as the project. Yeah, but it's but not. That's not accurate. But if you teach the standards, right. it's a project. It it's the yes. process yes. to get there. there. And when Chuck was talking about the, um, you know, the digital guitar thing for the Allstate yep. thing, yeah. and I was thinking to myself, as soon as you started talking about the piece by the Hawaiian dude and the dragons, and I, I, I kind of stopped listening to you and started thinking in my head, whoa boy i hope that there's a serious um teaching done to address the cultures being represented this event that's oh 100 yep and, and then i thought well of course it will be because it's for, for it's like a nafme thing and yeah. of course yeah. they'll do it how we're supposed to which is yeah. to really yeah. dive in and that by doing that yeah. by addressing the standards it is therefore culturally responsive yeah. and uh one of the first things we're doing is we have one of my swedish students uh who's 
created a complete introduction with how to pronounce it and the whole history of why this goes on in all the towns and yeah totally yeah Um, and i think those are the things that are missing and it's all wrapped into the same little package of stuff yeah and i like and the power of that performance so if you think from an administrator standpoint i can't imagine an administrator that would be against seeing that like the students put together this you know presentation that went along with you know whatever the fifth grade dueling dragons or whatever it was like (laughs) in the two minutes of and then like and beth and i have spent multiple episodes of this show talking about different collaborative concerts that we Uh did and something that we didn't talk about that much but did do is Mm -hmm. like when you have the living composer, oh yeah, yep, as good as it gets. Yeah, right. And now so- you're going into hour two with Chuck because that's his that's his wheelhouse. So, right. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, without writing it in the program that the parents, you know, the paper program that went home with everybody, the souvenir. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have to write in there all of the national standards, we could have. Right. But- it's like everyone knew that that performance, even though maybe it wasn't perfect sounding, that the reason it was what it was was because our time was being spent doing other equally, if not more so, important things. There you go. And they could see that their kid was connected with this composer who was conducting them, who yep. um, wrote a piece that sounds really Brazilian and oh yeah, yeah that guy's from Brazil and mm-hmm. can see that composer playing instruments with their kid and they're like, oh, they're improvising. Like, yes. so they're putting it together. Yeah. Um, and I think the next step, what I would do now is I would yeah. actually add in that program, yeah. the national standards that we right. addressed. Sure. And, really and, and you would like, probably like you would find the national standards document, which I keep on my desk, by right. the way. Hey, Kelly, I got an idea for you. Okay, go. So what, what do you think about a collage of just like the essential questions rolling? The what? Like the, the essential what? questions. Yeah, like the That's essential questions. That's one of the questions. essential questions, by the so, way, Kelly. <laughs> no, what? but you know, like if you go to the standards and I'm thinking like, you know, like, so you have like either the enduring understandings or like, how do musicians generate creative ideas? How do yeah. musicians make creative decisions? Like all these questions that are yeah, just yeah. going as the students are playing. I mean, yep, you've got it. There you go, Beth, she's on it. Yep. So, I mean, like all of these things and yeah. as an administrator, I would be getting chills. I'd be like, oh my God, open-ended oh. questions, whoa. Totally. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's the other thing. It's like this document, this, yeah. this document yeah. is outfitted with enduring understandings. Yep. So if, if an administrator ever asks, why are you doing response? What, why are you doing this thing? Well, individual selection of musical works is influenced by their interests, experiences, understandings, and purposes. Yeah. That's the answer you get. You I, gotta t- I gotta tell you one chill. Can I give you one chill? Yeah, you this got is one a first grader. Okay. This is first grade. First grade, I'm not even kidding you. I'm in a first grade general music classroom, okay? And I go up to, and kids are creating music. They're creating their fall music, right? And I go up to a first grader and I say, so why are you learning how to 
you know, write down what you're playing. And she looked at me and she goes, so I can share my thoughts with others? <laughs> and I was like, okay. okay. You're like, my work is done. <laughs> that teacher is amazing. A first grader said that, like, got it. Like, that's the purpose. Right. Able to and, communicate, and, right. And that teacher was somehow able to get that have that have grade. that student believe this like that student believes yeah that it is important for her to share this Absolutely. out yes right and that's, and that's the, the other part of it like we need to empower our students to be makers and creators of their own they can't be reliant upon us when they leave like we need to let them leave the confines of the band room yeah, yeah. equipped not only with it's like, not job security to have right. all, like 40 year olds calling you asking you oh. to transpose something. It's yeah. Not job security. Can you transpose this? Job uh, security is teaching to the standards so that when your principal wants to come, like, talk about why this massive change to your program needs to happen, you can show years of retention and teaching and you have your files full of stuff that you thought was kind of bullshit but you did it because you were supposed to and now you have all the documentation to show that you've been teaching the national standards and how your kids have been served because of that and you can pull up the language about um you know that this isn't uh this isn't a class that just gets cut yeah. right you, right that's job security yeah and at the end at the end of the day the kid can make music without you absolutely or the kid just loves music and knows yeah. how to engage with it you know yeah. that's yeah. like the point man that's yeah. the point and yeah. if we are doing that if the students are buying in and taking it with them when they leave us then we are doing our job and a great pathway in closing yeah. a so great pathway Thank to you. that is through the standards. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to add my own closing because I wondered if it would make it this far. But Beth put a quarter in me <laughs> by asking about solo and ensemble, et cetera, and state honor ensembles. Yes. And I did not give my answer. And I'm going to wait because what I have to say is so controversial that I believe it will require an entire episode. I'm getting but out of here just in time. Yeah. I, the hands are loved <laughs> guests. Getting more, away uns, unscathed. More is definitely better than less. I agree. <laughs> However. To be continued. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that a cliffhanger? I did it. I think I it has been it has been lovely hanging with you guys. We could yes. sit here and do about a four hour Beth and Absolutely. Kelly show. Absolutely. So great to meet you both. Back at you. And we will check y'all later. Thank you all for tuning in. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
The support we receive monetarily and otherwise helps us to be able to spend time creating a quality product and it allows us to tap into partnerships and resources to which we wouldn't normally have access. We are stoked about the journey of learning we have ahead of us and we are delighted you've decided to join.